and further develop the care and connection in our services. And so the reason we call them block pastors, they have uh, lanyards on, you can identify them that way, is to assist in providing additional care and connection over the different seating blocks. So just because you're in a certain block doesn't mean that you're now assigned to a certain block pastor, but it's just another way of adding care and adding connection and adding the pastoral love and family atmosphere in Church Unlimited. We think it's a great initiative. It's been done in other churches with tremendous uh, success and effect. When we prayed for them last uh, Sunday, it was just amazing, and uh, it really felt a sense of God's presence. And uh, the message I came away with was that I felt the Holy Spirit say to me, Tak, you have no idea how much it means to me for these leaders to be willing to love and care for my people. So this means a lot to Jesus. So um, block pastors, thank you so, so much. All right, we're going to be going live to all our campuses very, very shortly. Well, I want to welcome all our campuses into our service today. So good to have you with us. Can I just say on July the 8th, if you're not really aware of it, we're celebrating 30 years of Adrian and myself at Church Unlimited. Uh, we started when we were 15, so you can work out the age deal there. Uh, still young in heart. Uh, but we want to invite you all from across campuses to come and join us, especially for the evening service, of which I have no idea what is going to take place. But I'm sure it will be a wonderful night. would love and be honored to have you join with us next uh, in July the 8th. We had a terrific half night of prayer across all our campuses and uh, on Friday night, and we're going to look forward to all that God is going to do. I just received a testimony come in that said, just want to say that this week, because we had three days of prayer and fasting as well, um, and the half night of prayer, we have been having God moments. It happened last night in our family devotion. Isn't it good? People are getting into family devotions and having God moments. God's turning up in those, and that goes on to say, thank you. For prayer and fasting and prayer meetings, what I wanted to say is God is making himself so close and so real. We are stopping to listen. We're expecting him to speak to us, and uh, it's just wonderful. Isn't that a great testimony as people join in? You know, the church is really... You know, church is really moving forward at the moment, you know, and, and I want to encourage you to join with these initiatives because they're changing people's lives and God's becoming real and powerful in their lives. And Church Unlimited continues to expand and take new territory as prophesied. It really is a new era of conquest, of momentum that never ends. So right now we are exploring and looking into starting our eighth campus and uh, we have people in this area who are very keen and starting a Church Unlimited, uh, including a wonderful leadership couple who in the past were senior pastors of a church of 300 plus people, so they know what they're doing. And the place we are looking to start in is in the East Coast in Napier. All right, so Hawke's Bay. So can I just say, if you know of people in that region who could be looking for a church unlimited, could you let uh, the church, one of the pastors know or let my PA Sala at the church office know? Um, and uh, hey, that would be fantastic. So please pray. Pray for uh, Napier. It's been in the, in the um, we've been working on this for about two years, to be honest. So, but we try and wait for God's time to start. 
Father, as we come to your word this morning, Holy Spirit, we just ask that you would uh, speak very powerfully, Lord, to each and every one of our lives, that we would have a word from your heart, personally to us, that will help us and change us and move us forward. Father, we ask for your presence and your anointing, and ears to hear, hearts to receive what you would say in Jesus' name. Everyone said? When I had uh, those amazing visitations of God in my life in 1993, there were two major deposits that God put into my life, which are the foundation of everything God's doing in Church Unlimited and in my life as well. The first was a great deposit of the Holy Spirit. So you often hear us speaking about the power of the Spirit and relationship with God, hearing His voice. A lot of it goes back to that experience. But the second one, which I want to focus on today, was a, a significant deposit of faith. And I believe that two of the keys to our future across all our campuses in our own lives as well is the power of the Holy Spirit and of faith. When God listed his champions in Hebrews chapter 11, if you know that passage of scripture, it's always intrigued me that when he chose one characteristic about his champions, it wasn't love, which I thought it would be, or if it wasn't that, surely it would be prayer or holiness or relationship with God. It wasn't any of those. When he said the major characteristics of his champions was our men and women of faith. And I used to wonder why was it faith and not these other things until I realized it takes faith to love that person that hurt you. It takes faith to see answered prayers. It takes faith to walk in holiness. It's so much of it comes back to faith. Matthew 9, 29, according to your faith, will it be done to you? Faith is a trigger that releases divine power. We need faith in our lives. And as God has developed an atmosphere of faith in Church Unlimited, if you're new here, you would sense that there's an expectation, there's a believing for God to do amazing things. And He is doing amazing things. Our trip to the United Kingdom just a few weeks ago was extraordinary, summarized by three words, favor, favor, favor. We had 12 meetings. I don't think any of them missed out. They all went well. And uh, everywhere we went, people loved us. And myself, Brendan, and Salah. And that was a miracle in itself that everyone loved us. Uh, we're in the UK 10 days with no rain. And that doesn't happen in the UK. We left on the Monday. Tuesday, it started to rain. I kid you not. This is just true. God is doing extraordinary things. It's just favor everywhere we go. We went to UCB for a radio interview, which went well, but we met there a lady who happened to edit my TV program when they used to do television, which they don't do anymore, but she, so she doesn't do that anymore, but she's now in charge of their huge social media, Facebook and Twitter and all the rest of it, so we know she is going to promote United Kingdom and beyond in a tremendous way. So again, we had favor. We had a meeting at Trinity Broadcasting, the TV uh, program that reaches about three and a half million people in the United Kingdom, the biggest Christian television uh, program going. So we went in, Brent and I went in to meet them, set up an appointment. Would you believe that one hour after we were in there, do you know who else was the next person they're going to interview? Mike Pilavachi. So <laughs> how could that happen? So I sent a text to Mike. I said, Mike, put in a good word for us, will you, and for you can be on. He texted me back and he said, Tuck, I put in a good word, a great word for you and for you can be on. They will be advertising the conference coming up. Just the favor of God in a just extraordinary ways wherever we went. A lady came up to me in uh, Birmingham City Church and she said, uh, she was a, was a Hindu, and she said, my husband was always a Christian. He would always go to church, but she said, I'd never go to church. I wasn't interested, but I watched you on TV, and then I gave my life to Christ. 
And now I'm a, a believer and a follower of Jesus. So it, it was just amazing. And maybe to tap it all off, Brendan heads down to Buckingham Palace and arrives at exactly the time that the Queen is going to come out in her carriage yeah, to, uh, for a, a birthday celebration. He gets really close to her, gave her a few brochures for United Kingdom and beyond. <laughs> and got her to register on the spot. She'll be there listening to me. Awesome. I want to stand before kings and queens. That's what the Bible says. <laughs> that part's a joke, by the way, for anyone who's taking that seriously. <clears throat> and, um, and then and he sees uh, Harry and Megan as well. So that just summed up the trip. Wherever we went, God was there. It was uh, a wonderful, but that's as a result of all the faith in this house and all the prayer that takes place in remarkable ways. There was a prophecy when I was in the UK a few years ago. I finished my preaching in this pastor who's a prophet in the Elam movement. He says, I see you going up and down the UK giving a message of hope. And I thought to myself, there's no way I'm going to be going up and down the UK with a message of hope. Our last trip, we went from, uh, you know, from uh, Birmingham down to Cardiff, back to Stoke-on-Trent, down to London, then up to Manchester and down to London and up to Cambridge, up and down the nation with a message of hope. Exactly what was prophesied was fulfilled. Extraordinary, isn't it? Just extraordinary what God is doing. So, well, wonderful, wonderful. When we pray, when you fast, when you have faith, God does things. Last week, we had a meeting of Auckland Christian leaders with the mayor and about 15 of us. And I was one of the two people chosen to speak to the mayor on the value of the church uh, to the city. And can I just say, with everyone praying, it just went extremely well. It's a season of open doors. On Wednesday, I met with 15 pastors. I was, I was going to meet with a couple of pastors from Tonga, and 15 of them turned up. And uh, we had a great time. And so I thought, let's promote New Zealand and beyond. 130 registrations came in from one night. This is just the... It's beyond comprehension what God is doing right now in Church Unlimited. It is just really amazing. And tomorrow, Monday, Tuesday, I've been asked to speak at the Baptist Conference. We're all there, leaders from across the nation, all their senior pastors and pastors gathered together. And I'm going to be speaking to them on a couple of sessions, on one on prayer and one on evangelism and discipleship, which is what we are known for as Church Unlimited. Can you see what God is doing, friends? Isn't it amazing? Isn't it? And this is only just beginning. But see, faith is the currency of the kingdom of God. If you want to go shopping in New Zealand, as I know some of you do on a regular basis, and some of you shop more than you should, but if you're going to go shopping in New Zealand, I'm going to find them here somewhere, you need, here we are, this is what you need. You need New Zealand currency. Is that right? If you want to go shopping in New Zealand, malls. If you want to go shopping in a mall in India, that's not going to do you any good, is it? You've got to have these things. These are a rupees, all right, there's 50 rupees there. Uh, but if you want to go shopping in Egypt, that's not going to do you any good. That's not going to do you any good. You need these Egyptian pounds. Well, if you want to go shopping in God's mall, the currency is faith. The currency is faith. The good thing about God's shopping mall, it's the biggest mall in the world. Guess what? It has everything. It has everything you need in God's shopping mall. And there are no queues. And there's no secondhand goods, and you don't ever have to return anything, but you need the currency. And the currency is faith. And faith can access for you what you need God to do in your life. The Bible says faith comes by hearing, 
By the end of this meeting, your faith across all our campuses is going to be greater than when you walked into this place. Because as you hear, faith is heading in your direction right now. It's zooming in on your spirit and your heart. Right now, receive it and walk out of here with greater faith and see more happen in your life than you have seen historically or previously. See, true faith will cause you to accomplish beyond your natural abilities. You don't have to be the most gifted or the most intelligent to do exploits for God. Two of the greatest apostles, Peter and John, are described in Acts 13, 4.13. Do you know how they're described? As unlearned and ignorant men. That's the authorized version. As how encouraging is that for those of you who missed out on the IQ stakes? For those of you who are not the smartest, which is most of us, we can still excel in God. We can be used in astounding ways. We can be champions for God. It's not based on intelligence or charisma or background or upbringing or, or social status. It's based on our relationship with God. It's based on faith and accessing what God can do for us. Smith Wigglesworth said, I've learned by personal experience I can get more out of a moment of faith than a month's yelling at God. A moment of faith, friends, can change everything in your life. And we are exploring that today. But right now, because faith is so important, Satan is after your faith. He wants to snatch that more than he wants anything else in your life because he knows that's your lifeline to God. If he can cut that off, you're going nowhere. So in the story of Job, we hear that Job lost his family, suffered intensely, lost his finance, he lost everything, lost his health. He was suffering beyond expression how much he suffered. But I don't believe for a minute that, God, that Satan was really after his health or his money or his kids. He didn't need any of that stuff. Do you know what he wanted? He was after Job's faith. He was telling Job, hey, Job, God cannot be trusted. God does not love you. God is not fair. God is not just. It does not pay to serve God. That's what he's telling Job. He wanted Job's faith. But he didn't get Job's faith. We know that Job ended up with twice as much as he had at the beginning. As he held on to God and he said, I know that my Redeemer lives. And I'll see him stand. Job never lost his faith. And friends, too many Christians lose their faith when they go through things that they cannot understand. Trying to understand everything, friends, is a killer. How can the finite mind ever understand the infinite God? Stop trying to understand everything that happens in life. You never will. It will trip you up. We have to live with mystery. Unanswered questions, things we don't understand. I'm here to declare today across all our campuses, God is good. God loves you. God can be trusted. He is just. He is fair. And it pays to serve Jesus. Always remember, you're braver than you believe, stronger than you seem, and smarter than you think. You've got to believe that. That's faith. You have to believe it. You are braver than you believe. Why? The lion of the tribe of Judah is in you. How brave is he? You're stronger than you seem. God himself with resurrection power lives inside you. And you're smarter than you think because the Spirit of God gives you wisdom and revelation. The giants you face are not to defeat you. But they're to show people that the, the anointing that is on your life. They may bigger, be bigger, they may be stronger than you, but they're no match for the God who lives in you.
Matthew 17 verse 20 says, if you have faith as a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move, and nothing will be impossible for you. All of you, all you need is a mustard seed of faith, which is one of the smallest amounts of faith. So you don't need a massive barrel of faith. You just need a mustard seed of real, real faith. You know, sometimes, here's a quote for you, God will put a Goliath in your life for you to find a David within you. See, there's a David within you who is a giant killer. When you discover him, you will be a force to be reckoned with. Make no mistake, there's a David in you. And he is a giant killer. I've said before, and I say it across campuses again, right now God is raising up in Church Unlimited an army of men and women and young people who are going to be totally sold out to God, absolutely sold out. And they're going to be used by God in extraordinary and amazing ways. We're going to look at some people and think, what, what has happened to you? How, how come God is using you in such an amazing way? There are people who are going to sell out now people who know how to pray, people who are into the Word of God, people who are serving, people who are pursuing a life of holiness. You watch as God raises up this incredible Davidic army that is going to do exploits that will leave us astounded and amazed. This is our time. This is your time as well. See, faith is the foundation of our Christian experience. It's where it all starts with. Ephesians 2.8, for by grace you have been saved through faith, not of yourselves. It's a gift of God. How do you get saved? Through faith. How do you keep going? Galatians 2.20, I live by faith of the Son of God. You see, God imparts faith to us, but keep this in mind. God will only give you faith for what is His will for your life. You can go after some things that are not what God has for you. You can believe with all your might, but you'll never get the faith to receive it because faith comes ultimately from God. And he'll only give you faith for what is his will for your life. And sometimes you and I, we pursue things. We want this, this, and this. But there's no faith for it because it's actually not what God wants for us. So discerning what God wants is an absolute key moving forward. I want to share with you three steps to see what God speaks to us. Prophetic words come to pass. It's helped me to see why some prophetic words are not fulfilled. It's helped me to see it. I think this is going to help you. The first step is you've got to hear what God has spoken to you personally. We've got to hear it as a church. Acceleration of expansion, 10 times growth in 10 years. Leave me astounded. This place is too small. The first thing we have to do is we must know what God's will is for us. We have to hear his voice. There's a second step. We must wholeheartedly believe what God has spoken. Because you know why? It's easy to doubt. It's easy to question what God has said. We think it's impossible. Our, our intellect, our logic... And natural mind limits the flow of faith in our lives. So we've got a word from God. Yeah, we're excited about it, but we're actually struggling to believe it. We're struggling to think it will actually ever happen or come to pass. If we want it all figured out how a promise could come to pass, it limits faith. Hebrews eleven six. without faith it is impossible. Everyone say impossible. It's impossible to please God. That's a strong word, isn't it? So we've got to have faith in our lives. So that's the second step. But believing what God has said and hearing his voice is still not enough to bring the promise to pass. There is a third step. You want to know what it is? We've been doing it all last week. We need to pray earnestly and persistently for God to bring to pass what he has spoken. See, in most cases, if you ask once, twice, five times, it's probably not going to happen. 
There's got to be persistent. And the Word of God is full of preaching and teaching on this. Luke 11, 8, I say to you, though he will not rise and give to him because he is his friend, yet because of his persistence, persistence, he will rise and give him as many as he needs. Sometimes the issue is for you and me, how desperate are we to see the Word fulfilled? How desperate. If we're desperate, we'll be really crying out to God and seeking his face on a regular basis. The need to passionately pray persistently explains why many prophecies and promises are never fulfilled. Yeah, we've heard the voice. Yes, we believe it. But then we fall short on the persistence. Or we give up. We stop praying. Then we think, gosh, well, that prophecy never happened. Well, (laughs) prophecy will happen, but there's three ingredients. Let me bring it out to you from 1 Kings 18 verse 1. We know the story. The word of the Lord came to Elijah in the third year saying, go present yourself to Ahab. I will send rain on the earth. God clearly speaks to Elijah, right? Go present yourself to Ahab. I'm going to send rain. He's heard the voice of God. Step number one. So important. Then we know that he believed what God said because he went and told the king. I mean, that's what, you you know, the guy could lose his life probably. You tell a king that's what's not right. So he had tremendous faith to believe what God has said, so much so that he went and told the king. So he heard the voice. He believed what was said, but still nothing happened. Then watch what happens, verse 42 to 44. Elijah went up to the church unlimited, half night of prayer. Joined in three days of prayer and fasting and bowed down on the ground, put his face between his knees and said to his servant, go up now, look toward the sea. So went up and looked and said, there is nothing. Seven times he said, go. Again, it came to pass. The seventh time he said, there's a cloud as small as a man's hand rising out of the sea. So he said, go up, say to Ahab, prepare your chariot, go down before the rain stops you. See, Elijah prayed through. Until the promise was fulfilled, until the prophetic word came to far pass. And then he told Ahab to move quickly because the rain was coming. There'd been no rain for three and a half years. This was a tremendous declaration of faith to Ahab. Go run, buddy. The rain is coming. That is faith at an exponential level. That's what Church Unlimited is called to, to step into realms of faith where people wonder and think, how can you say that? How can you think that? When we talk about New Zealand and beyond, we'll get the job done. I know a lot of people look at us and think, what are you saying? We know what we're saying. It's a bold declaration of faith. We have heard the voice of God. We have believed what God has said. It's what Elijah did. So he actually took four steps, didn't he, to bring the promise to pass. Number one, he heard the voice. Number two, he believed what God said. Number three, he prayed persistently and fervently. Fourth, he made a faith declaration. I want to make a faith declaration to each one of you right now. Right across campuses. Listen for it. Here it is. 2 Thessalonians 1.3. Your faith grows exceedingly. I'm not saying it will grow exceedingly. I'm saying it grows exceedingly. We're making a declaration right now. As you're under the sound of my voice, your faith is growing. How many of you feel your faith growing right now? Come on, give me your way. It must be. It has to be because God's word is true. Not because of the brilliance of preaching or the patheticness of preaching, but because of what God's word says. Faith comes by hearing. You're hearing unless you're asleep. Your faith grows exceedingly. 
It's going to release miracles and extraordinary fruitfulness. That's a word God's given Church Unlimited, which means it's a word for you personally. Tell the person next to you, get ready for extraordinary fruitfulness. Yeah. Can you receive that? Can you take a hold of that? It's for you. Extraordinary fruitfulness. Galatians 2, 5.22. Hope you don't mind all the scriptures today. Is that all right? They say you can never build strong Christians if you don't preach the Word of God. If you hear one or two scriptures and a whole lot of talk, it's going to do you very little good in terms of becoming a strong Christian. Galatians 5.22, the fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, kindness, long-suffering, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. These are the fruit of the Spirit. Faith is actually one of the fruit of the Spirit. And as a fruit, it can and it needs to grow and develop. That's why Luke 17 verse 5, the apostle said to the Lord, increase our faith. We need to pray this. God, increase our faith. Increase my faith. Mark 4.28 talks about three stages of growth. First, the blade, then the head, and after that, the full grain in the head. There's three levels of growth. Can I just apply this? I don't know this for sure. But this, this, I know this was for sure. that the, This was a prophecy Adrian and I were given when graduating from Bible school. Given by Ian Clark. I've never forgotten it. I want to suggest that the blade was our time in the Philippines and then as associate pastors at the Queen Street Assembly of God. I think the head has been the last 30 years at Church Unlimited. But it's now the time for the full grain in the head. We're going to level number three. The Bible often speaks of three levels, doesn't it? The tabernacle. The outer court, the holy place, the holy of holies. Parable of the sower. Fruit, 30, 60, 100. John 15, abiding in the vine. Fruit, more fruit, much fruit. Level number three, the blade. And then the head, and then the full grain in the head. Maybe our 30th anniversary will cross us over the line. I don't know, but we're right there. We're right into it now. Jesus said, if you have faith as a grain of mustard seed, you can move mountains. Watch this. Matthew 13, 31 to 32. The kingdom of heaven is like a grain of mustard seed. Watch what happens to it. Which a man took, sowed in the field, which indeed is the least of all seeds. But when it is grown, it's the greatest among herbs. The mustard seed is the smallest. It becomes the greatest. When faith grows... In our lives, it becomes the greatest power in the universe. The greatest power in the universe. Faith as it grows in your heart and in my heart. And we need to keep growing our faith because it's going to release immense Holy Spirit power to see miracles, to advance the kingdom of God, to reach New Zealand and beyond. Most of you all read that very troubling article in the Herald just this last week. The headline says, Losing Faith, Why Fewer New Zealanders Are Attending Church. This is in the national news headlines, page two or three or where it was. I'm not quite sure exactly where it was, but it's all over the place. Why Fewer New Zealanders Are Attending Church. Friends, that should trouble each and every one of us. Because <laughs> you know what's next? Your kids. Your kids, folks. That's what we're talking about. They're next on the list. 
All these statistics are downwards. New Zealand is quickly losing its Christian heritage, and our nation is in very serious trouble. That's why God has raised up Church Unlimited to host New Zealand and beyond in Auckland and Christchurch, Pakistan, in the United Kingdom, and there are other nations on the calendar. But we're thinking right now of New Zealand. We're in serious trouble. If ever we needed to pray, it's now. And every one of us can help turn New Zealand back to Jesus. Pray we must, but we must pray with incredible faith. We must release the David that is in us and bring this Goliath down that is afflicting our nation. We need to mobilize the whole army of God from the youngest to the oldest. And as we step up in God, we will get the job done. We will turn this nation back to Jesus. But we must pray and we must fast. We must seek God and do it earnestly. Two ways as I wrap this up. Hope you're still with us, Kaitaia, Whangarei, Sydney, Rotorua, you're not asleep. Just give the person next to you a nudge and say, wake up, wake up, all right? We're coming, we're bringing this thing into land, all right? The famous words of Mike Pilavachi, something like that anyway. Two ways to increase your faith, don't miss this. Number one, develop your relationship with God. You want faith? Get close to God. Get close to God. Because faith comes from God. It's a fruit of the Spirit. It's a fruit of walking with God. It's a fruit of walking in the Spirit. That's why Daniel 11.32 been mentioned already. The people who know their God. Know their God. People who know their God. What? Shall be strong? It's such a no-brainer. If you know if you know God, get close to Him. You're strong enough to handle anything the devil throws at you. Anything. 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 If you know God. Not only that, you'll, be, you'll do exploits. You'll do exploits. Be mightily used by God. David was a man after God's own heart. Abraham walked with God. The apostle Paul said, had us up that I might know him. Church Unlimited is all about relationship with God. Everything we do is based out of relationship. Because out of relationship, we hear His voice. What you hear, you have faith for. It comes back to relationship. So important. But secondly, walk with faith people. Walk with people of faith. The people you hang out with, connect with, greatly influence your life. To increase in faith, connect with people of faith. Can-do people. You can also walk with people of faith by reading biographies of great men and women of God or reading scriptures of faith stories. God has given you, me, Church Unlimited, some incredible prophetic words. To see them come to pass, we need to hear God's voice clearly. Believe what He says, even if it seems impossible. Still got my heart set on the Spark Arena. Then we must pray fervently. God's pleading with you right now. Across campuses, He's pleading. He's pleading with you now. Hear His voice. Believe what He said. Pray fervently, persistently, unrelenting. Make the sacrifice. Add some fasting. Then make faith declarations. With that will come great advance in every campus and in the kingdom of God. I'm going to hand back now to the campus pastors. Thank you so much for joining us.
God bless you. Love you all. Hope to see you on July the 8th. I'm off to the city.